Welcome back, rugby fans, to another great episode here on the Rugby Rant. My name is Ty Brogger, your host for today's activities, alongside Rob the Hammer Hammerschmidt, Scott the Big Guy Ferrara himself, and joining us for this debate, we have former Rooney player, strength and conditioning coach now, we have Trevor Cassidy. Trevor, welcome to the show. How's it going, guys? All good, all good, all good. Thanks for joining us, Trevor. Absolutely. Well, Let's go through the rules one more time for those of you who are not yet familiar with the Rugby Rant and how it works. In this debate format, our guests will compete against each other to put forth their best points to find out who will take top honors in this round. To be able to put themselves to the test, they will have two minutes to rant on the topics at hand that have been chosen by you as the fans of the show and on the MLR Fan Zone. What did you choose this week? Well, it's to be able to learn more about the preseason matchups to watch in Major League Rugby, followed in the second half to be able to learn more about the news of MLR partnering to make digital engagements a priority for fan experience. And how does it work? What are the pros? What are the cons? We'll find out as we put our team here to the test in this rugby debate show. Gentlemen, you now know the rules. You, of course have your opportunity to be able to speak and we're going to hand the mic over to Trevor to find out what he thinks when we talk about the best preseason matchups to follow. Trevor, the floor is yours. All right. So I'm going to talk about the Colorado crossovers playing NOLA RFC down in a, down in New Orleans. Uh, I think they're going to be playing the Kansas city blues as well. Um, Listen, I'm really looking forward to this. This is going to be an absolute circus. The Colorado crossover guys, they've been in this professional setup for, I don't know, a month or two now, and they've been trying to run through everything as much as possible and get these guys who have never played rugby before in their lives. Well, some of them have played, I believe, Um, but most of them have never played, and they're going to have their first match against one of the top sides in the South. Uh, I think it's going to be a bloodbath. (laughs) I like. I'm gonna be honest with we you. Appreciate like, I, your honesty. <laughs> I re- listen. I remember my first game, and it was the first time my town had had a high school. Granted, it was high school, but we had all. It was all of us playing for the first time ever. It was a nightmare. We had great coaches. You know, we had a lot of buy-in and stuff. But uh, it, it, there's just something you can't teach in practices. You can have a bunch of small side games, do whatever you want, but until you're getting live tackling with you know uh, with a referee. And you're playing guys who know how to play. There's no substitute for that. Um, I, I'm not very hopeful for it. This this thing has been tried before. This thing has been tried so many different times in the 20 years that I've been playing, and it's failed every time. I think you know I've played with one football player who came from the Detroit Lions. You know he was part of the Jets practice squad. Uh, we'll call him the Velvet Sledgehammer. Um, he was one of the best converts I've ever played with his handling skills weren't great but like the guy was an absolute animal he was a long snapper tight end and you know he did really 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 well but he came in a lot at the same age as a lot of these guys are coming in in the late 20s there's so much you can't learn in those in in that amount of time it's I'm just not very hopeful for this to be anything other than uh you know a spectacle right so on that note, it's a spectacle in the same way that watching the early auditions of Idols is, is that there's <laughs> really bad people. Yes, <laughs> exactly. really yeah. good ones sprinkled in between, right? So, exactly. I mean, yeah. I mean, look, we, we've spoken about this at length, so I won't go too deep into the discussion there. 
But I will say that it is an experiment, and this will be the first time to be able to test its first experiment, right? So, yeah, are, they, are we expecting them to be able to walk onto the field as heroes of the game? No. But are we expecting them to be able to learn the hard way, as you so rightly pointed out, most likely? And their first two challenges are with pretty credible sides. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, I mean, the Kansas City Blues have a few former MLR guys. I know my former teammate, Matt Workin, um, is as I don't know if he's still playing with him right now, but he's captained the side before. Um, you know, I, I've played with and against a few guys from there for a while. Um, yeah, I, it, they're just they're really strong sides. I think it would be better to go have them go up against maybe a D2 side, D3 side, or even a college side uh, before they start playing men's club. Well, I mean, to, to that point, though, you really don't know what you're made of until you put yourself to the test. So it might be humbling. Yeah. It, it, it might be, you know, look, if there's any time for you to be able to show its glaringly obvious flaws, it would be in the beginning, and, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, this is going to give them a lot to work on, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. Look, because you can easily identify, look, it can go upward from here at least. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I suppose you're right. It is one to watch, but for a different sense of curiosity behind it. So, you know, yeah. it's funny, Treasure, Trevor mentioned it like his first game he played in high school. I remember the first game I walked out of the pitch, it was up in Wisconsin, against Wisconsin RFC, and, you know, it's a, a second side match. And so the ball is kicked up. I take off down the pitch. I lay into somebody. I'm like, yeah, I get my first hit in, and I get a penalty. And and I'm going, hey, why did I get penalized? I, I laid the guy out perfectly legally, and they're like, yeah, you were off sides. I'm like, I'm what? What does that mean? <laughs> yeah. Right. How and it's you, those, those little things that you, you come second nature when you've put in a lot of time and when you've played a lot that, you know, they just have to develop over time. Right. So but I to totally that understand point, what after that, didn't you understand the rule? And how much practice did you really have versus these guys who are doing a five, six day a week training program? Right. Yeah, and were you trained by days. a director of rugby but, and but that's why international I, status? I, I gotcha. I gotcha. But I'm with Trevor to some degree in that it's game flow. That isn't necessarily something that you teach uh, in skills and drills and things like that, that just right. take a little time to make some adjustments. I'm not saying it's not, I think it depends on nice opportunity, but. Yeah, I think it depends on your expectation. So yeah. Trevor pointed out this is a game to watch, um, but it's not a game to win, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, everybody knows the big guys' first point. match ended in disaster. I mean, you know, 106 to nothing loss. You know, you right. can't get any worse than that. And to, so, that, I mean, point, six. <laughs> to that point, Ty, and, and maybe the, the, the point isn't to necessarily win the match, right? The point is to get these boys stuck in and right. to give them some game, live game experience so that they understand some of those nuances and begin to adjust and learn and adapt to the game. Right. Everybody does traditionally measure success in sport by winning. Obviously, everybody loves a winning side. But there are some vital steps and lessons you learn along the way before you get there. And I think this will be the first opportunity to learn some of those lessons, which, again, why Trevor pointed out, it's interesting to be able to watch this matchup, even though it'd be outside of the MLR, it's still within the same realm. It's a great experiment that will very well, uh, may very well overlap with MLR in the future. So great pick. Great opening. Thank you very much, Trevor. Let's hand it over to Rob, the Hammer Hammerschmidt, to find out what you think. Okay, so anybody that's watched the fa- uh, the show for a while and is a fan knows that I am a big NOLA fan, right? And so um, when this topic came up, I made some phone calls and we talked a little bit about it. And from a couple different sources, I've discovered this is on uh, Wednesday 
what is it today? This uh, the 16th, 17th, something like 17th. that. 17th. Um, that NOLA Austin and Houston will be playing a round Robin on March 6th in NOLA. Um, I'm looking forward to that. Um, and for a couple different reasons, number one, uh, and I've, I've talked about this, uh, many different episodes. Um, I'm really interested to see how some of the young guys play though. Obviously in a system such as this, where you have three teams around Robin, there's going to be opportunities for young guys to get, uh, their chances to show their medal and play. And I'm talking about, you know, Keen Barry, Andrew Gar, Brian Nolt, my, my guy, Stephen McLeish. Um, and there's a couple other guys that I'm really looking forward to see, uh, play um, in, against the big boys, right? So that should be pretty good. I'm also really, I want to pay attention if there's a chance for me to watch this. Um, I'm really interested to see how Damian Stevens plays. I mean, here's a Namibian international played in the World Cup in 2019. Um, you know, it, it, he'll, I'm interested to see how he compares as a scrum half to Holden Younger because um, they're a little bit different styles. And I want to see how his style mix in with uh, the boys, especially Robbie Coleman, who will probably play fly half, at least to start off. Um, I'm also interested in what Austin and Houston have to produce. I think Austin's going to be a much improved side. Um, they, I'm told, have uh, three guys who can really play fly. Obviously, Will McGee, but Matt Mason and Kurt Morath. Morath excuse me. Uh, it'll be interesting to see which one of those three really shows uh, their value and kind of puts themselves ahead of the other two in this matchup. So that'll be pretty good. It'll be good to see Jeff Hassler get in the mix too, newly added to their uh, Austin mix. And then in Houston, uh, I'm looking forward to watching Bronson tell us. Uh, I love this kid. Um, I, I've communicated him quite frequently, great attitude. I want to see him play. I want to see him get stuck in and I want to see our guy, Cody O'Neill play. Um, he'll have the, both those guys will have their chances because Breitenbach and Leinertz, uh dropped out due to COVID. So that's what I'm looking forward to. You know what I'm looking forward to? Giving me the cheese. You know what? I don't yes. care because I got it. <laughs> Suck it, Rob. Rob came prepared with his own hey, yellow. But you know what right. two yellows do? That's right. Oh, he's gone. <laughs> you know what? Because here's what I know. I'm going to throw out the yellow in my uh, in my edit uh, whenever Scott goes over because he does it all the time and never gets pinged for it. What so, do you? Okay. You know what? It's it's the funniest thing because Rob you, tail to the tape. I'll just go minutes. to the video. I'll go to the tape. I'll get the ticket out. The and I'll be, I'll be, I'll be vindicated, man. Vindication. Listen, it's it's fu- it's funny. It's funny because okay. you know Rob always complains that I never get the yellow. But you know what? When I get the two minute warning. I end it. I don't continue talking like other people on this. No, podcast. you don't. You ask so, and say, "Hey, I'm going to take two more minutes, Ty." Just no, so no. you know, so go ahead <laughs> and don't flag me for. I it. didn't even think that's. Uh, it's not my turn. Work work. You've it's done that before, exactly. and you know it. You just can't massage the referee because you're, you know, you're you're a butt sniffer in the second row there, like our boy Trevor. <laughs> um, but you know what? It's time for it's time for the big guy. So let's get hot. Well, so hold on, the, hold on. Match- I haven't dissected his thoughts there. Hey, that I wanted to what do you have to dissect? He went over his time. He's done. Okay, let's go. Give him one of these. Give him one of these. But no, there's a couple of things that so he bypassed so, you all together. <laughs> okay, let's return to 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 Nola for a moment. <laughs> so one of the good things that Nola does have um, is the ability to be able to accept fans in their stadium, right? So we spoke about this in an episode or two ago because they are a ten thousand seater stadium, and because they can more easily spread people across that uh, that stadium, they are likely to be able to to host a similar number of people in theory to what they have in past seasons, which is give or take two to 3000 people. Right. 
Now, will all of them have great viewing opportunity? Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. I haven't been to that field. But it's still a positive. So they're going to play rugby, and they're going to play as much rugby as possible. So it seems like they're becoming a bit of a hub in the preseason. Wouldn't you agree with that, Rob? Oh, absolutely. And I've been saying this for a long time, that you're going to see you know, ATL, you're going to see NOLA, and probably Houston, Austin, uh, really see a lot of action. It wouldn't have surprised right. me at all if teams start to flock down there in order to be right. able to return to play. And another thing you had hit upon is uh, the Gilgronies. Um, they are vastly a different setup compared to what they were yeah. uh, last season. I, I I love their marketing. I keep bringing uh, the, the, the spell. But more importantly, I think it's going to translate to an on-field success this year that they didn't see last season because it was so truncated. But, you know, obviously a lot of challenges there. So I think Austin is one of those teams to watch. I'll be looking forward to that matchup myself. Scott Ferrara, finally, let's hear what you have to say. Let's get hot, baby. So I'm talking about the uh, Utah Warriors versus uh, Rugby ATL. That's live March 6th at Zion Bank Stadium uh, in Utah. Tickets are on sale now. Check out the website. Um, I believe what uh, in, in doing what they're doing, the, actually this is one of the things that I – it's kind of a nerdy thing to see, but I, I wonder what their protocols are going to be. You know, so they I know they're doing uh, limited attendance to 20% of the stadium, and they're doing it in a socially distanced manner. I don't know if they're doing what, what now – is trending in the sports real world as, as seat pods where you can have, you know, 10 people together, or they're just going to just say, okay, you know, just your group of tickets and your group of tickets and be six feet apart. Um, so that's actually, I feel the most interesting thing because what it's going to do. And, and they already, they already kind of said this in their, their announcement is that at three weeks before every match, they're going to let you know how they're going to work it out. So that way you have time to figure out, you know, the attendance, if you're allowed to go, season ticket holders, this and the other thing. And this is going to set them up for that. So I, I wonder how that's going to go. Um, two, you're going to have two teams who might not have as much of a chance to play other teams. You know, I, I Utah being where it's located and knowing that the, the Western, uh, the West Coast states are, are having trouble playing in their own states, I don't think can go West. Um, so that'll be tough for them. But ATL does have the chance to play, you know, Tech, I, I, I mean, I would call it maybe a quote unquote inner squad game between Toronto Arrows as much as they want. So I think uh, Rugby ATL will probably put, you know, in speculation, will put Toronto Arrows on a on a on a preseason match there. Um, and to talk a little bit about what's happening in New York, uh, March first, we're opening up to sports, and we have a chance for the rugby clubs to play. So maybe Rooney plays those New York Bobas teams that they were playing preseason of twenty twenty. Because the ref always needs to be consistent. <laughs> Whoa, what are you talking about? What? Hey, there you okay. go. There's a card. All right, hold on, hold on. Correct me if I'm wrong. Correct me if I'm wrong. No, 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 no. Correct me if I'm wrong. When we talked about the rules for Trevor, let's ask our guest. Let's ask our guest because now I'm now I'm fucking pissed. Let's ask our guest. When he said he throws up the two minute sign, Trevor, did he say I give you ten or twenty seconds? Yeah, you get a twenty second buffer. Uh-huh. Exactly. I, I I counted for maybe yeah. eight of those seconds. <laughs> that okay. was the laws of the game. Does, does he get a red card for yelling at the ref and arguing too? Because call me Faz and put a rose on my chest and we're good to go. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so let's rewind. Before, a bit. Listen, well, you know what? The, actually, what we need to do 
is we need to talk about how Rob and Ty are twinning, and that's why I think this whole mind melt thing is is going on. And um, and they're they're twinning in some rugby <laughs> shop merch. Yeah. So I think we should talk. I think we should talk about our friends at the rugby shop from the last episode, whose butt we kicked. Also. Oh, you know, we didn't we kick the Canadians. Butt. Doing, yeah, that's right. Yeah. We should be getting our twigs anytime soon, right? Right. Big exactly. Guy? Right. <laughs> so last week was a pretty fun episode. Um, that it was kind of an unofficial America versus uh, a Canada battle. Um, but yeah, with the guys from the rugby shop. But uh, more importantly, about about the clothing we're wearing, and we don't actually have a, a a wardrobe meeting beforehand. I initially actually just thought, you know what, I'm going to show some love to those Dallas fans out there. That's why I put this one on, and 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 you know, in anticipation of a great season ahead for 2022. Because you know, whether you land wherever you may land on that conversation on that debate. It's still great to know if another team, will, if they will come and join us, is a good thing. But more to the point is, you can go ahead and you can get these shirts at therugbyshop.com, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. And, and you know what? Like, you was, <laughs> so like I was, talk, and like so I was talking about, you know, New York uh, rugby is, is going to, the clubs are going to open up. So put your orders in now for your club teams because they do custom everything. Yeah. Um, and you've seen, you've seen the, the type of gear that they have and you, and you've seen, you know, how well it's, it's made. So if you have a, if you have a team club and you're looking to redo jerseys, your entire kit, socks, the whole nine yards, go to the rugby and have one of their experts help you out with custom gear. Absolutely. Thank you very much for, uh, for that. Scott Ferrari gets an extra point. <laughs> <laughs> a bonus point there, right? Yeah. You know it. So, uh, let's rewind back to to Utah because something I wanted to be able to talk about, and you had spoken about, you know, under COVID conditions, what's the ticketing, what's the seating going to look like? They are a smaller stadium than than NOLA um, at five thousand seater, I think it is at Zion Bank, right, or at least thereabout. Um, so if they are doing only twenty five percent capacity, you know, they were fortunately enough one of those teams that consistently had higher attendances. They will suffer as a result. Um, but you know, something else that's in their favor is right, you know, going back a few months now, before most other teams, they were already fielding a team consistently with the select side, right? So they've mm-hmm. gone through some of these trials and tribulations that hopefully they've already put themselves one or two steps ahead of other teams navigating these problems about COVID seeding and all of those, you know, problems that come along associated to it. So I think Utah might very well have their organizational logistics a little bit further ahead, a little bit more in place than other teams that will put them in better stead moving into the season, which is why they are successfully probably going to be a venue that will host a preseason match. And, and Ty, just to interrupt real quick, if you check out um, the Warrior Nation, their show um, um, yeah. with Jerome Jordan, a, a friend of our show, um, right. they go in into more of the the team breakdown and things like that. So go check that out for about which I love because again, it shows confidence. You know, they're, they're you know transparent with their fans. Mm-hmm. Hey, look, you're going to be able to watch rugby under these conditions. Here's who we have. Here's what you need to get excited about. So it's kind of business as per usual, but under the umbrella of COVID now, and they're navigating. That that pretty well in my opinion so another team that i wanted to be able to talk about that's navigating it pretty well we spoke about this a couple of weeks ago because i do think that it's really important i know for rob and for scott they've been echoing this very same theme about transparency being key to the growth of the league when it comes to sharing news with the fans one team that has come out on top in this regard is old glory dc i'm pretty sure that you guys would feel the same way because they put out a clear statement talking about the implications on the team, their schedule, 
Unfortunately, they did have an opportunity to be able to play against Navy in a preseason fixture. That was going to be, I believe, let me check my notes, February 26th. That unfortunately will not happen because of the COVID impact in the Navy camp and the restrictions and protocols they have to follow. Um, And again, they're doing what they need to do. No harm, no foul. But what they've done is they've replaced that with a scrimmage action, which I believe will be live streamed. In fact, Scott, you have a little bit more info on that. Can you share? Yeah. um, So uh, OGs are going to apparently be, live streaming all of their preseason matches. Um, I know that they have one, you know, they, they were supposed to have one against, uh, against Navy, go Navy, beat army, sing second. Um, but what they're going to do is they're having an inter-squad uh, kind of scrimmage and, 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 and um, practice session, and they're going to live stream it and they have ticket packages available for that um, in lieu of people who can, who are going to go and might've went there uh, and paid to, to watch that experience. And I think they're also live streaming uh, tickets for the next one, which I think, Ty was going to talk about right against the Free Jacks. Yeah, so exactly. That's another great opportunity where you see another MLR team committing to a preseason date, at least on paper for the moment, right? And that's March 5th. Old Glory will be taking on the Free Jacks, um, where Old Glory will be hosting the Free Jacks. So, you know, this, this is another great opportunity to be able to see an MLR side put to the test early on. And, you know, you're going to see fewer and fewer of those opportunities as perhaps time goes by. I do hope it will be the opposite. I do hope we'll see more and more of them announce opportunities to to, to see preseason games. But we got to be realistic. I mean, even the ones that are on paper now might not even happen, right? So I want to be able to go into the latter part of the segment by proposing a couple of questions, one for each of you here. I'll start with you, Trevor, where we started this round. So being a former player yourself, you know what you can and can't do. You also have observed some of the restrictions and how they've impacted communities around you with COVID. Here lies the question. What can teams do to prepare under these COVID uh, restraints and restrictions if they are not able to participate in preseason matches? Um, Look, I think that if they're not able to to participate in preseason matches, the best opportunity is just game simulation in practices. Uh, if they have the opportunity to play any kind of club teams around them, that's and that's the best they can do. That's that's much better than nothing. Going into a season with no preseason matchups, even if it's like an inner squad, um, you know, if it was Rooney, you know, the the orange and blue. If you right. it, without going into something like that, it's you know, you you have no idea how your team's going to perform. It's frustrating. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you have to be able to try out your techniques. I mean, there's one thing being able to go through your set plays on, you know, in a practice and then to actually see them in real time is completely different, right? So right. You, you have to be able to put these these things in place, even if it is only just inter-squad matches, which um, one team that's successfully done that and has a great tradition of streaming it too is uh, Rugby ATL. Um, so, you know, I hope to be able to see that again, as Scott had pointed out, what a great opportunity to be able to have Toronto and Atlanta work on these things together. Right. But, uh, more to, to the point, let's swing it around to the next question here for Rob Hammerschmidt to be able to tackle Rob, what do you think when it comes to what can teams do to engage fans in the preseason? Well, that's tough because, uh, I think of it myself, you know, can you have those events at a local establishment, perhaps one of your sponsors, uh, you know, a, a bar or restaurant? 
I don't know, you know, mitigation um, and the COVID restrictions uh, are going to prevent you from doing that. I, th- I think what some tem- teams have resorted to is doing Zoom events. I know that in the fall, uh, NOLA did that. Uh, they had like a Friday night trivia. Um, anybody was invited to join. It was free. Um, you actually had... Um, uh, we're taking cold. Yeah, yes, wow. that's right. <laughs> I think that's, I think that's, I think that's Tim Falcon. Now he's looking to get advice. Um, so at any rate, uh, you know, uh, where you, you got on there, everybody had their, their beverage of choice and they had a, some trivia questions. Uh, Cam Dolan joined it. It was pretty cool to talk with Cam. It actually allowed us to set up our interview with Cam that we, we had right. a couple months back. Um, so I think those are the opportunities as, 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 you know, just connect with fans and what way everybody's connecting, you know, whether it be work or through school, uh, using Zoom, the technology that's availed itself. Uh, to I mean, us. this is technology that's become familiar to everybody. Right. I mean, there's not a person on this in this globe now that that is doesn't know about Zoom. Right. <laughs> you know, you kind of think that I mean, this is totally off on a, a, a tangent, but you kind of think that that Skype missed the uh, the call on that one. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Remember, like a couple of years back, I was like, oh, I'll Skype you. Now everybody's like, oh, I'll Zoom you. You know, they lost the, an opportunity there. But more to the point. Yes, I agree that they need to find ways to engage an audience in a way that makes it convenient and safe. Uh, and that's definitely one way of doing so. I believe All Glory has announced that while they won't be able to, to have fans, or at least I think it's only restricted to 100 people inside their stadium. Um, and that's not including fans. I mean, that's everybody. So basically they're saying no fans will have access, right? Because once you put the two squads together, support staff and so on, you're already nearly at that 100 uh, people cap. So what they're doing is off-site streaming events, things like that, to be able to help engage those those things. They're doing uh, player interviews, coach interviews, that type of thing. So, yes, those are all things that every team should have in place, regardless whether it's COVID or not, because you can make it accessible and convenient. That's best for engagement. So let's hand it over to Scott Ferrara. The last one is before we close this round out. Scott, I'm going to ask you, do you think that the academies will play a role in the preseason? Uh, before I go into that, I just want to comment on Rob. Um, there's also another thing that teams are doing, um, you know, especially Rooney. It's Rooster Booster time with the big guy. Check out my show. We're currently doing an interview series in the preseason called Running a Bronco, introducing you to the new guys. Shameless plug. Back to what Ty was asking me. I think academies should play a big role in the preseason. I think they should be live streamed. Because you you will see these guys come up due to COVID conditions. I mean, mm-hmm. not having a full academy team to back up in case you have you know COVID issues seems to me like that would just be uh, negligent on on the the team's parts. So I think that you know based upon restriction, obviously, and actual you know who who can who can actually move around now and where, I would assume that if you can get an academy team together and they can move from state to state depending on state restrictions, they should be playing each other. Right. So what is the criticism or what do you think of the criticism, though, that you would just be offering a further opportunity for exposure? You know, when well, it comes well, to well, COVID, I mean, you know, like it, here's it, here's it, the it, thing. I mean, you you, I mean, I could exp- I could be, ex- you know, I'm, I'm people who don't know. I, I do work in a, in a healthcare field. You know, I can expose myself by touching a doorknob that somebody was a carrier on and, and, and was asymptomatic and didn't know it, you know? So, I mean, me being vaccinated, 
yeah, I, I have a better chance of not getting it. But then if I touch another doorknob and Ty wasn't vaccinated, he could get it. And we're talking about a state that's closed down in New York. So, I mean, if you can always not do it, you know, we've, we, we had Houston back out. I know there's other players on other teams right. um, who, who, who have backed out due to COVID circumstances because they had to do things with their, with their families or, you know, with their work. So, I mean, it's not, it's something that you have to choose personally if you can do it this season. And if you can't, well, you know, then you can't. And to right. that point, to that point, you know, don't forget that what's happening with the with with each of the teams is the larger squads are being are are isolating and are kind of they're training within the larger squads, but they're not allowed to go train and play with like NOLA RFC. I know down there that some of the guys, some of the young guys, are not able to play with NOLA RFC. Right, right and now. this is this is furthering my point about right. including academies. So, so the point is the protocols, right? So what I'm saying is I think that those academies would follow the same protocols, okay. at least the best of their ability. And then it still allows them to play one another. Hopefully so. Right. I mean, obviously time will tell, but I think we can all agree that preseason matches, those that will be able to complete even just one of them will already be one step ahead of the rest. So <laughs> we hope, to see, yeah, we hope to be able to see all of them uh, compete at that level in, in, in some way, shape or form. And I guess we'll just find out as time goes by, but you know, if, if they find that it's too high a risk and it could jeopardize the start of the season for them, or at least be severely hampered and um, starting the season because they've had a few people that have been exposed. Is it worth the risk? They'll decide. So gentlemen, that was a great round. We'll be able to take a short break and jump into the next topic in just a moment as we hear a from our sponsor in just a moment. Hey guys, we're in the thick of winter and the storms are brewing. It looks like one to three inches are in the forecast when you trim that hibernation bush <laughs> that's taking place in your pants, man. I mean, luckily our partners at Manscaped specialize in products that make sure you're walking around town with some beautiful snowballs. You know, Manscaped is here to provide you with the best tools for your grooming experience, offering precision engineer tools for your family jewels. And as we all know, all, all four of us know, you know, you get those nicks, you get those cuts. It stinks. Um, you know, you, you end up looking like, you know, Friday the 13th happened down in your pants. Sometimes it's ridiculous, but the lawnmower 3.0 trimmer is the best uh, hygiene tool for the modern man because of the ceramic blades and advanced skin safe technology. Uh, your snags on your snowballs will be reduced. The trimmer is also waterproof so you can trim in the shower or the jacuzzi. If you're a friggin' savage like me, Manscaped <laughs> performance package is the best buy in 2021. The performance package comes with a new and improved lawnmower 3.0, the weed whacker ear and nose hair trimmer, which we all know the hammer loves because he's old as dirt. You know, when Christ was a rookie <laughs> rugby player, the hammer was playing rugby. Um, also uh, included in the package is a, the performance boxers and briefs and a travel bag. I love the travel bag. Um, it's great. I, I when, Once we got it, I immediately threw out my old one and was like, this one is going to be around for a while. Um, you know, the bundle also comes with the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and Crop Reviver Ball Toner. Um, the Crop Preserver has anti-chafing technology that will make your boys down there smell nice and make you feel like you're walking around in a winter wonderland. It's great. So uh, get 20% off and free shipping with the code uh, rugby rant at manscaped.com. They also have a ton of other amazing men's hygiene products on their website from disposable mats, uh, to foot deodorant. I actually got a nice uh, nail clipping kit. My brother gave me uh, as a present. It's awesome. So again, that's 20% off of free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code rugby rant. Um, use the code rugby rant at manscaped.com. Thanks manscaped for making our winter wieners look so good. That one Another. goes out to Kyle Ferguson right there. Right. <laughs> that might take the cake on the best man's yeah, breed. 
Welcome back, rugby fans. Of course, you're watching the Rugby Rant Podcast Show. My name is Ty Braga, alongside Rob the Hammer Hammerschmidt, Scott Ferrar, and Trevor Cassidy. We are in a rugby debate where we have finished the first round, and uh, we're not quite sure who takes the cake on that one just yet, but we'll find out come the end of this episode. But more importantly, what are we going to talk about now? Well, recently, MLR announced that they have formed a partnership with the digital media giant PT Sport Suite, I think it is. Uh, but, you know, more importantly, what do they do and what's it all about, right? And that's what we're going to be here to be able to talk about. And uh, we're going to hand the floor over to Scott Ferrara on this occasion to be able to tell us what he thinks great about it. What are some of the pros? What are some of the cons? Let's hear it from the big guy himself. So the big guy's still cooking with fire here. We're supposed to get, uh, I think, six to eight inches again. So I'm, I'm staying real hot, uh, for the next day. So anyway, um, I think this is a great thing for the MLR. I think it's going to contain all of the fan engagement we need in one package. Um, it, this was something that, oh God, who I think it was Doug Wilkie was actually complaining about. Friend of the show and ranter Doug Wilkie was complaining about was he has all these different apps that like, you know, one app has NBA, NFL, and MLR. One app, one app has NHL, NBA, and and what and you know soccer. And he's like, I just need one app to aggregate my MLR stuff. And I think this is going to be the perfect thing. Now, hopefully, they're going to have um, some type of live component. I would hope for for each team. Um, I would like to see what I would like to see is um, maybe each team having a, a pregame, a pre-match show that's dedicated on the app regardless of whether they have, you know, um, TV commitments. So that way they can roll right into their TV coverage. I think that's something that's lacking. I know I, I feel that's lacking with Rooney right now. Um, they just kind of roll into the MLR coverage and they don't have that typical sports, you know, pre-match, post-match uh, show that's, that's team-centric. And I think you can absolutely add that to that, uh, um, to that application. And then you'll have the fan engagement that goes with it, as, as I'm sure they will want to give their opinion post-match, <laughs> especially if they lost. Right. So what you're talking about is something that's so tradition to, traditional to, to professional sports is that build-up, right? That 30-minute window prior to the game. Not only does is it engaging content, not only is it entertaining, but more importantly, it's educational for the fan, right? Because you can give them an opportunity to be able to learn some of the finer parts of the game. Uh, maybe there's a rugby 101 that's thrown in there. Maybe there's more insights to the team tactics, developments, players that are uh, highlighted that they should take note of. So a really great opportunity there to be able to throw in education uh, that I think is, and of course, further your your engagement, not only with the, the, the actual game, but pre and post. I like that. Good job there, Scott. And I want to be able to give you a further insight about this. So for those of you that are not actually familiar with what we might be talking about over here, as a Rugby Rand viewer and listener, I want to be able to let you know that February 16th, Dallas, MLR headquarters had announced a partnership with PT Port, uh, uh, Sport Suite. Now, who are they? What do they do? They drive digital engagement and manage content and allow for a platform to create content, share content. Uh, and there's our, there are merits and demerits to that, and we'll get further into that. But I wanted to be able to highlight some of the sponsors, or sorry, some of the partners that they are already working with so you can kind of get an idea of the realm of what they do. And some of those partners are very notable and very familiar to rugby fans, including the British and Irish Lions. Uh, so they they do all of their, their digital engagement applications, live streams through the app, all of this. On top of that, they do the Six Nations, Guinness Six Nations. Uh, they do the Bristol Bears as well. So they are familiar with this. They know how to be able to package rugby. So what a great partner to be able to have, right? 
this is something that I wanted people to be able to recognize because if you are like me, you go, PT, sports sweet, yay. What does that mean? <laughs> yeah. So yeah. <clears throat> and that's and 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 I think that we'll get to learn a lot more. Um, but when you can already associate it to such credible brands and also connected to rugby, I think it holds a lot more water. And I wanted people to be able to recognize that. So before I dig into it even further, let's hear what Rob Hadishman has to think about it. I think we've all heard of that or know that person that talks loud, but they don't say anything. Uh, I feel mean, like what are you trying to say? Whoa. I will gator roll you in a ruck. <laughs> but um, so I, I, let me let me frame my point here. Uh, I I think we all know where this is going to go, and I think it's a positive step, no doubt about it. I think what drives me crazy is that they have these press releases that have these wonderful flowery l- words like memorable connections, engagement, transform fan experience. Yet there's so little on actual substance of what they're going to provide. Right? What is it that they're going to provide us as fans to engage us more? I want tangible things. Even if it's this year in our first phase, we're going to introduce, as Scott talked about, the pregame analysis for each team. Just give me that, and I would be a happy man because at least I know what we can expect to see. Okay. Um, so, what do I expect that we're going to see at some point? Again, depending upon the rollout and the phases hopefully control of their broadcasting infrastructure. That's something I would love to see the league get more control of. Streaming service for matches. How great would it be to be able to stream any match you want live and then replay any match you want? And more importantly, find out when those matches are going to be played uh, like, you know, a lot further in advance than three days like ESPN Plus. More than 20 minutes yeah. notice, yeah. please. <laughs> I'm dr- last year it drove me nuts. Am I going to be able to see an old play live? I don't know. Uh, centralized posting a player and team stats. That's what I would love to see. Mm-hmm. And we know the big the big guy's a fan of sports gambling. So that would certainly enhance the opportunity. Um, and then real stories, kind of like the 30 for 30 stuff, kind of like the hard knock stuff. Those are the kinds of things I think we I would hope to see. But, you know, the proof is in the pudding. What are we going to see? We don't know yet. Give me the specifics. Right. And I do think you bring up a really great point there is that there's a lot of hype. Like, get excited, but you don't know what to be excited for. Right. Um, so, yeah, that's that's a really, really great point. And I hadn't seen it from that angle until you you know brought that to light. But essentially, that's what's happening, right? And it's kind of a, a familiar pattern. So, yeah, we're excited, we're excited, we're excited, but but what does that mean? So I did a little bit of digging, right, because I, like you, wanted to be able to know more, and I felt a duty to be able to share that on the show. So here are two major components that drive this platform or how they've driven it in the past, should I say. Now, if you are a fan of Six Nations, if you are a fan of the Bristol Bears or the British and Irish Lions, I encourage you to go and download their app and try it out for yourself. Maybe you can tell us and let us know by commenting on our show, on our feed, whether it's rubbish or not, or whether you think it's the best thing ever created. Let us know, right? Because that's (laughs) going to be helpful. However, two big things to be able to take into consideration. One is the video OTT, right? Video component. The the second part of that is what they call sports mojo, uh, sport mojos. And, Dig into it a little bit further. 
I looked at a pro and a con for the video content. The pro is that it is an Amazon service. It's reliable, right? This is a key point about apps that have been launched and have failed, that they are not reliable. We can talk about a whole host of rugby-styled channels, platforms, and apps that have failed because they have not been reliable sources, right? So they're using a reliable source. They're using reliable technology. Broadcast media and content uh, is live and directly to the fans is what they quote. So live and directly to the fans, two points were hit there, one for Scott and one for Rob, where you both said that it's important not only to be able to share it, but also have the control over it. They will be in their hands. This is one thing that they have done for the British Irish Lions, Sick Nations, and the Bristol Bears already. The con is that it's all been put behind a money wall, right? So is this really that different to any rugby that you will experience as a fan in America and Canada? Probably not because you're already paying for a streaming service for your Six Nations for your MLR, right? Yeah, and and I don't mind a paywall, but, like, they better give me something better than what Flow Rugby produced, right? And this is, again, to to my point, they're using reliable technology. They've got to try it and test it with the highest levels of rugby already, successfully right at least at a surface level looks successfully because they're still listed as a partner um the proof will be in the pudding but i guess i guess i circle back down to the crux of why i brought that up i personally would rather give my 5 10 15 bucks to the mlr than i would espn Mm -hmm. right and i think many fans would feel the same as i do would you guys agree completely yeah so even if it were twice the price, what's five extra bucks? If I have a dedicated platform that puts my game first, right, that provides, um, the, you know, the up-to-date schedules, provides stats, provides a more in-depth look. You know, at the moment, I love the fact that I can watch it on ESPN, but do, do I have to really search for it? Yes. Is it ever going to you know, pop up and being one of the priority feeds? Probably not. Is it going to get the attention that it deserves? Probably not because it's and scattered time. among a lot of competition. And speaking more competition is coming because the World 10 Series is doing their own host of apps and, and um, websites. And to be, you know, there were so many MLR players that flowed into World 10s and we know MLR players liked to, liked, had the great experience there. I mean, I find that's going to be direct competition to the MLR app. Well, you know, I guess time will tell, but they have they have different calendars for no, they don't really, do they? Um, yeah, that's an interesting point. Could that be? Um, but then again, if, as a as a rugby fan, don't you just enjoy as much rugby content as you can get dedicated to the sport you love? So, but some people do, and some people don't, and some people don't have uh, you know enough money lying around to do all of the things. I mean, I've heard a lot of people complain about the six nations behind a paywall. And I said, but you're not just getting six nations for five or for four 99 with Peacock. You're getting the whole premiership. You're getting European cup. You're getting the six nations. So, I mean, you're, you're getting a lot of rugby. I felt for four 99, but a lot of people, some people didn't agree with that. So I'm saying there might be more competition than you think. Right. At least the upside is if I was giving my five bucks to the MLR, that's five bucks in their pocket minus whatever their expenses are. If I'm giving five bucks to ESPN. Yeah, no, I, no, I totally agree. I, I totally agree with you on that, on that part, part, but I think there's more direct, direct competition in 
what like World Tens is doing, you know, compared to what MLR is doing versus the Six Nations. You know what I mean? Yeah, I get you. Um, so let's let's swing it around to uh, to Trevor to be able to hear your thoughts before we we, we jump on that, that topic a little even further. Um, listen, any kind of fan engagement in the age of COVID is great. Doesn't matter what it is. Um, however, I went a bit with Rob on this. Everything I did to look to research this was it just seemed like it was a bunch of buzzwords and a bunch of fluff. I had no real idea of what they were actually giving me other than content. And I didn't know what that content was. And I, they said that the fans or the, the fans of the teams are going to have control of that content, but I don't know what that means. So I don't know what to get excited about. Um, also the idea of having yet another app that I have to pay for or even download, it just, it just seems like it's just getting bloated. Um, right. Uh, I mean, look, I do understand your point and you have a lot of merit in what you're saying is, you know, but we're a digital age. I mean, yeah. have you know, 50 apps on your phone is probably normal and I don't have that many. In fact, probably if I counted them, I probably do. I don't know, right? Because I got an app for everything. Yeah. And that's just the culture we live in today. But more importantly, it, you know, it's in COVID times. Is this the answer? I mean, well, it's, it's a answer. Yeah. Right. So, so I, you know, I, I'd like to jump in. Here's what will bother me. It will bother me if I have to pay for this app also to get MLR content, pay for ESPN plus to get some other MLR content, and then have a cable bill to get some more MLR content. If you're going to give me all MLR content for $4.99 or $9.99, and I can watch every single game, and I can get all the information I want to get in the league, I'm fine with that. I can right. justify that. What so I can't justify is what Trevor's getting at, which is, you know, paying, you know, four different streaming services to get MLR content that I want to see. And I think 495 is is on the low end. I honestly if if they came out and they said it was $15, 1499 uh-huh. for those months of the season and you were getting all those matches, I'd do it for 15 bucks uh, a season. I, I believe you know, yeah, that too so I wouldn't have to search for it. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah, if they could give me, if I could watch any game and I could, yeah, I could go back two weeks and I could pick mm-hmm. up a game and yeah. watch it, then then I could live with that. I could justify it for four or five months, uh, not if I have to go search for it in different places. Right, and that's the other thing to factor in is that you're only going to be doing a subscription for the time that you need it. So you'd have to ask if you are requiring or you are is the expectation that you will have you know subscription if this is what they're going to. And by the way. Let me remind fans who are listening and watching that this has not actually been stated by the league that right. this is their intention, right? This is speculative, but it does open the door for this opportunity. And there is an upside and a downside. And this is why we're debating it. We're neither for or against, but it's our opportunity to be able to share these views with you. And one of those viewpoints is that I would rather pay 15 bucks to have everything in one place because if you're like me, I will pay for convenience, right? And that's what it could be if every one of the MLR partners, and I'm talking about every team, commits to to this project. Right. And 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 that being said, the other thing is um how about this? What if how are you going to grow the game to the uninitiated like yeah, we're rugby fans. We're going to do it because we're invested and we're interested and we're engaged, but we're in the minority. 
right? How are you going to get those new fans? How will I get my neighbor who, you know, played in college uh, to go, hey, you got to check out the league. Well, how do I do that? Well, well you got to pay 15 bucks. And he's going to go, or, yeah, pa- or pass. Rob, if, if, if they can, if they can give us all that stuff, you can have a watch party at your house, you know? Well, that's how absolutely. you get the new fans in. Have have your neighbor come over if, if if that's what they're doing. If that's what they're doing. Yeah, and so I, I'm saying, you know, maybe the free part of it is they offer one or two games that anybody can watch if they have the app for mm-hmm. free, and then you have the additional content. You know, the ability to watch any game uh, for the last four weeks. You know, plus so some additional. The easiest thing to do is to be able to dump 2019 and 2020 season onto the platform immediately on. Oh, Monday. absolutely! Right, right, absolutely. Right. And all right. all the seasons should be on there. All the matches you should be already on there. Absolutely. Got content. And and honestly, when you talk about these platforms, a large part of the problem is that they don't have content. MLR has an abundance of content right now. They're just not able to leverage it for their own gain. Right. Um, and this will give them that opportunity potentially. Um, at least it also allows the opportunity for them to be able to gain their own advertising value, money in their pocket. It opens up more stream, uh, revenue streams, excuse the pun with streaming, but, you know, there is that opportunity. There's advertising. You know, do, do we want it to also look like a billboard? I mean, I believe it's going to be a fine, delicate balance between all these things that if they nail it, will add value. If they don't, well, it's going to deter from the product of rugby. How is this going and to be I think that's one of the biggest from social sorry, media. Sorry, yeah. How is this going to be any different from social media? Like each team has their own social media channels for Instagram, Facebook, whatever. Are they now going to move all that onto this app? Okay, and question. So, so to that point, allow me the opportunity to be able to share the second component in the notes that I mentioned here. So Sport Mojo, they partnered with their sister brand. Um, and this is what it states on their website. Empowers MLR to well. It empowers the MLR to engage online communities, can directly commission content creators, coaches, players, and so forth to create content for you as a fan. So one of the pros is, of course, that it it engages fans and, and in theory allows fans to become contributors. So they can be the content creators. They can create forums. They can create shows like ours. And it might be adopted by that platform. And so you can engage in all of these, this MLR related content, even though it isn't directly released from the team because it's happening in one place. Got it. Okay. So then for that, so for, for instance, Scott would move his Rooster Boost podcast onto that. Hopefully, right? I mean, hopefully that is something that they would reach for again. <laughs> Listen, I, I got licensing requirements. The big guy needs some money here. Um, but to, to, to go back to Ty's point about advertising, I think that's the biggest thing that ESPN Plus, the, the teams that play on ESPN Plus lose, um, and the Peacock app, is every halftime at Six Nations, they just sit yeah. there and you watch the field and you do nothing. Oh, what a and our friends, game, right? yeah. and, and, and so far, the only content create that I've seen created at that halftime is from our friends, uh, um, Brandon Smith, and, and he's partnering with three blokes and a ball to right. do – something at halftime to break down what's going on during, during the matches. And that's been great content. And for whatever reason, I don't know if it's, it's the way the deals are structured, but that's not actually happening. And, and most people are sitting there like just watching an empty field. Yeah. Super entertaining, <laughs> uh, but it is a misstep. And, you know, there, there's some lessons that we can learn there that the, the MLR can pick up on for sure. So, Let's let's look again at some of the pros and cons here, and let's get an overall opinion of 
what its best use should be. All right, let's try and frame it in this manner. So let's start it again where we started this round is tradition. We'll move it over to Scott Ferrara. Scott Ferrara, your final thoughts on the pros and cons about this new digital engagement and what its capabilities should be. I think the pro is is it's going to help get fans, younger fans, engaged in the community. Um, we talk about this all the time that uh, a lot of the rugby fans that watch the MLR skew older, and I think you know we have to get it down to the kids. So I think that's one of the pros is you can get it down to the kids. Um, one of the cons I think will be I think there will won't be as much team content on there as we would all we are all talking about. Right. So it'll take some time to be able to get that engagement in the online platforms. This- this seems this style. seems like one of those things that the MLR is rushing again. Guess we'll see when they decide to launch, and an official launch date has not yet been revealed, although they do say that or allude to the claim that it should be up and running for this season for sure. So pretty small window. So let's uh, hear from Rob Habishman. Yeah, so uh, piggybacking on that theme, fans pump the brakes. We're not going to see all these things that are glorified and talked about in the press release happen this season. I think the MLR needs to think strategically about what they want in this first phase in 2021. What do they want to give the fans? And then begin to build on that over the next couple seasons so that what, what is put out provides a solid platform moving forward, right? And even yeah. if they just gave us Details about the first phase, I would be happy man. But I, I get a little nervous when I hear about all these glorified things and uh, there's no details because it seems haphazard and rushed, as Scott said. Right. I understand your point there. And I guess I'm thinking if there there is an upside that you would, I mean, not that it's ideal, but let's imagine you got it off the ground, you got it launched, you built up a lot of great content, you built some momentum through the season, and then in the off-season, if you actually have figured it out, that's going to be one of your best tools to keep fans engaged. So let's hope it plays out that way, and let's say that uh, Rob is cautiously optimistic. Absolutely. Good way to put it. Very diplomatic. Um, I think one of the biggest pros for this is the fan engagement where it, cre- it allows fans to create content themselves. Um, that's something that I don't think any other any other fran- or any other uh, professional sports franchise has available to them, really, as far as I know. You're uh, right. That's one of the claims to fame in uh, their, their brief. Yeah, and uh, the con is, again, it's we don't really know anything. <laughs> we yeah. have like it's a lot of ideas but it's nothing concrete of like this is what we're this is what it's going to be this is what it's going to look like and this is what you're going to get um i agree yeah. with you there but what do you think when you hear six nations bristol bears british and irish lions already partnering with this development company so how much success have they seen are they getting a lot of fan engagement or are they just broadcasting with that Right. That's my question. We don't know. We don't know how many people are actually downloading and using this app right now. And the the difference in market is is huge. Like the English Isles are already an established rugby community. They don't really need to worry about taking in fans that don't watch rugby already. Whereas we aren't as established, right. and we need to have the ability to uh, 
you know, get eyes on the sport that have never seen it. I think that's a really, really great point because the difference that lies between, you know, if you look at the the, the, the British Isles, right, you've got an engaged rugby audience that's large, shows support, that's loyal. What they are doing is they're they're finding a way to further deepen their engagement, right? We're trying to catch new fans, right? We're like, our mission is different. Yeah, <laughs> so, very different. It's, it's, it's a lot harder, and it, are the tools in place the right tools? So interesting, interesting point. You just, you know, you helped me come to that conclusion that I think is pretty relevant to be able to ask that. Just because it works, it, you know, for them doesn't mean it will work here because we've already established the way that things operate in North America when it comes to rugby is unique when it comes to rugby. So the mission and the expectations need to be more clearly defined. Is that right, guys? Definitely. Absolutely. Well, gentlemen, mm-hmm. I think that that gives us another opportunity to be able to put a debate to rest. But before we head out and we decide our winner, I want to be able to thank all of our viewers for sticking around. If you've hung around this long, you probably like what we do. And if you do, go ahead and like, follow us, rate, subscribe, do all the things you know you should do. And you can find us on any of your favorite podcast providers. Uh, and of course, Scott, myself, and Rob are here every week, every Wednesday and Sunday, where you can find us for another great episode of the Rugby Rant. More importantly, we want to be able to give an opportunity for Trevor to be able to send a shout-out to anybody he finds important, a special message for somebody out there, a special cause is your opportunity. Um, Well, I'm actually going to plug myself. (laughs) Go ahead. You're a worthy cause. So now that I'm now that I'm on the other side of my rugby career, uh, I'm launching a strength and conditioning program um, that is completely remote. The age of COVID has driven me out of gyms and onto my computer. Uh, I've worked for ten years as strength and conditioning coach, and for seven years in professional and semi-professional setups for rugby. So look, what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to to offer my knowledge to younger players and also guys who have you know formerly played that want to get back into shape. Um, so looking to grow that business. I just want your professional opinion. Round is a shape, right? Round is definitely <laughs> a shape. <laughs> so and, you know, I just i i want to i want to point out you know I follow Trevor and his his company online and and they use the Whoop Strap and and that's how he keeps his people accountable because the Whoop Strap is is going into little groups so like they make sure that you hit your met there you go they make sure that you're hitting your metrics and you're you're during the workout during the recovery during your sleep so you can actually do this remotely and he will be watching right. you and he will send you text messages if you ain't doing it. So it's yeah, legit. I mean, it's it's kind of like Santa. I can see how well you sleep. I can see what you do when you're awake. So. <laughs> so, so I was going to ask, where can people find you? And it's right behind you. <laughs> <laughs> it's everywhere. Uh, all jokes aside, remind everybody, where can they learn more about what you do? So you guys can find me at, on Instagram at Cassidy SXC. Um, it's C-A-S-S-I-D-Y-S the letter X, and then C. Perfect. All right, gentlemen, it's time to be able to crown a winner. You know, last week, I think it was Scott Ferrari. Is that right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, technically, it was both of you because you beat the, our yeah. Canadian counterparts That's true. at rugbyshop.com. More importantly, who takes this win? It's a tough one. Honestly, it's a tough one because everybody had really good points. So when I find it so tough, 
I'm going to give it to the guest. Congratulations, <laughs> Trevor. Yeah. All right. So, Thank you very much. I appreciate that. The winner is absolutely nothing except the bragging rights, and perhaps that's even more glorious. It's, it's a Pyoric victory for me, you know. I mean, at least the big guy didn't <laughs> win. It went to a Rooney guy, but at least it wasn't the big guy. Yeah, like you're just I said, mad I got extra. I got bonus point. You're just mad I got a bonus point. Don't lie. <laughs> right, but you both also received the yellow. That's yeah, but true. then I got the bonus point. I dug myself out of the hole. So you're just equal. You're like at zero. Then that's not even yeah, a point. Better, better than Rob at negative one. That's my point. Come on. Okay, so technically, he beat you, Rob. At least if there was a second place winner. Yeah. But he didn't win, and that's why I'll take the pyoric victory. Excellent. I love it. And that's exactly why we do this. Because once again, we love what we do. We get to be able to talk about rugby. We hope that you like what we do. And again, you can find us online under the handle at Rugby Rant on all social media platforms that you may enjoy. You can also find us under the same handle on all your favorite podcast streaming services every Wednesday and Sunday. Make sure you tune in for another great episode of the Rugby Rant Podcast Show. On behalf of myself, Ty Braga, Scott Ferrara, Rob Hammerschmidt, and Trevor Cassidy, we thank you for watching this episode, and we'll see you at the next. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.